Welcome back to the High Fidelity Top 5, the weekly podcast where we analyze, discuss, and spin our thoughts about the movie High Fidelity five minutes at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. I'm Candace LaSalle. I'm Kathy Stoker. And I'm David Stoker. Hey, guys. Hi. Hi. Dave's giggling already. That's how fun is, these minutes are going to be. <laughs> no, they're not fun. They're a not, little bit fun. Well, they're kind of, I guess, yeah, they're not, not fun for long. <clears throat> I say they're fun till like the last minute. Okay, so four minutes of fun and one minutes of one minute of downer. Yeah, really, I kind of I don't like any of these minutes really. These five minutes are the minutes that made me realize this is why I like. Oh yeah, this I'm, movie. I, I'm just talking about these minutes are downer for me. Well, how does this these minutes start and end, and then we'll go from there. Everyone's excited to start I talking. I know. About we're like, well, well, that's why I wanted to get very in. Very energetic. Okay, so these are minutes 81 through 85. <laughs> And they start with Rob droning on about the top five things he misses about Laura. Uh, guess what thing he didn't include? Um, Her hair? <laughs> uh, I'm just guessing. And it ends five minutes later with Rob and Laura talking about funeral plans. Wah, wah. So there you go. We definitely. Oh, now you just sound like Barry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I never in my life would have thought someone would say I'd sound like Barry. You're such a Barry, Candace. <laughs> such a Barry. Who would I be out of all these characters? Oh. I feel like I'm Dick. I thought I was like Dick. <laughs> no. I guess <laughs> I am like Barry. Let's move on. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good one. So you, this is like the, are you a Carrie or a Samantha or something we're saying? Are oh, we, uh... I'm totally a Charlotte. Um... <laughs> <laughs> are you a yeah, Rob, you a Rob Barry, or Dick? Dick? Are we going to include Laura in that list? Ugh, Laura no. Is. Please tell me I'm not Laura. Ian. Are you an Ian? Oh. Oops, yeah. Boy. We all know an Ian. Blah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Sorry. So so it starts Back with... This. Yeah. So the, so the minutes start... Uh, I guess they started kind of uh, Rob out on the bridge talking about the top five things he misses about Laura. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know. Her laugh. Her, do, have we heard her laugh yet? Like, do we... No. So none of these top fives we have any insight into. I'm guessing it's probably an annoying laugh. So her laugh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> like her cry. Oh. It's really an endearing character development moment. It is. What is the laugh right. from the girl from Seinfeld? <laughs> Um, that Jerry, I don't know. Uh, meets in the restaurant. She's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. oh, is it? What's her name? Who's on Friends? Janice. Is it the same person? Janice, the woman who plays Janice on Get Friends. Out. I don't remember, but it, she was in like it's the one where it's like a two-parter. It's like his parents come up and he throws the watch away, and Uncle Leo finds it in the trash <laughs> can, and and uh, he uh, we find out that Jerry's dad doesn't like Velcro and stuff. <laughs> I'm feeling very self-conscious about my laugh right now. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to derail this. Well, that's... Kathy's getting mad at me. Well, so, yeah. So, Kathy, you said these are... Is this why you love the movie? These... Yes, this is... I think we hear, you know, Rob... We hear his vulnerability and see his vulnerability as he really is sharing mm-hmm. these endearing characteristics that he misses about he his does, yes. ex-girlfriend. And I think we finally see him not so angry at this moment, mm-hmm. but maybe just really sad and missing her and grieving. And he says some really endearing things, yeah, like so, the laugh. Yeah, so it's the right. the message right. here that I get. It's it's not about the big things. It's the little things. It's, yeah. You know, and I think of... Um, you know, Goodwill Hunting, one of your favorite yes, movies, where yes. Robin Williams says to him, he said, "It's you know, it's not the big things that I remember; it's the little things." You mm-hmm. know? Right, mm-hmm. the little picadillos, right? Yeah. and that's why I think, like, finally, like Rob goes from being a jerk to, oh gosh, he de- he definitely does have some depth to him and some quality. So um, he's turned the corner, you say? I think he's turning the corner here by divulging this <clears throat> top five list. Mm. But wait, so I just wanted. Just, just ask it one more time, though. So, Kathy, is, is it's this scene in this five minutes that is your favorite? Is that what you're referring to? Is this, this scene? Is my, I don't think it's my favorite scene. I think that one's coming up, but this is the one that I'm like, oh, right, this is why I like the movie because he does have depth to him. Gotcha. And it's hmm. not just a consummate 
jerk. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Yeah, letting his guard down and right, letting his guard down. Yeah. But he's um, basically isn't he just basically saying he likes her because of the he's chemically attracted to her? Oh, well, no. <laughs> Pick that up, Chris. No, I'm just being cynic. A, I'm just being a jerk. Yeah, her laugh. That's her smell, her taste. Yeah, that was uh, pretty intimate. She's loyal. She's right. not loyal, which I find really weird that he put that one on there because he. Well, he said before. Oh, Ian. before Ian. Before Ian. Right. Yeah. Ian. right. And that gives her character. That gives her character. But so, can you lose? I mean, I feel like a, having. Gives you, having character is that a trait you lose, just because you? I think so. I think yeah. you lose. Yeah, maybe you've just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's changed. She's changed person. Yeah, but I mean, he cheated on her, and then she felt like he wasn't growing, and so they broke up. Right. Yeah, I I don't know, but I think that I do think the character as a. Thing he misses about her i think that's it is that's a nice yeah that's pretty uh you know thoughtful thought, and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. not pretty that's not um surface right it's something he's noticed she's along pretty the way. right and she has mm-hmm. a lot of money right. she's great in bed all the reasons you fell in love with me <laughs> <laughs> um yeah her smell and taste, right? Tastes like home. Smells like home, or just is yeah. home. Tastes like yeah. cookies. Oh. Yeah, that one threw me a little bit. The home part. Well, I guess yeah. I was. Go ahead. Well, I, I think, think he's. I, I took it as not like oh, it reminds me of my childhood. Home. No, it's, I you know, know his sense of right. You know, homeness is when he's with Comfort her. Comfort and safety. Yeah. Yeah. And security. Yeah. No, you know, no, it? I did. Yeah, I get it. I guess I just, I think, I guess maybe all along I've never gotten that sense from him that she was home for him. Mm. And, you know, smell and taste. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm going a little deeper than just a kiss on the lips. And it just feels, I don't know. No, no, I don't. I didn't love that taste at home. Just, mm. yeah, but, well, I mean, we've been talking about this, you know, how many episodes now? But like, oh, we don't like Rob, and you know, he's he's a jerk, and mm-hmm. this is like to Kathy's point. This is the first time. Yes, he's, he's opening up, and like, is he being truly honest here? It feels like he's. Being... It does. It does. No, and I'm not questioning it. I just for some reason had a hard time with those two things, smell and taste, going with just feels like home i don't know that just that i don't know it just didn't fit for me for some reason right but Mm. i'm not sure but but when you think of like home sometimes you do think of i think like those sensories like smell and taste like how someone smells or but not it doesn't always have to be in that like sexual no i know yeah it just didn't work for me so you're saying what if he had said something just separate, like, you know, he's going off his list and like number five, you know, she feels like her, home. Yeah. She feels like home. Being with her feels like home. So you're just, you don't like the association. I he's, don't. He's put together. The two. I don't. Okay. I gotcha. yeah. okay. It just didn't work for me. It just felt, mm. I don't know. I didn't so, like it. So, I, I don't have a problem with the smell and taste. I just didn't like the home in that. So here's a, here's a question then, right? So yeah. you, you don't like, but still the, this is not in the book The the, all the top five lists and stuff that are in the movie and the books. He does not do this in the book about his top five things he misses from Laura. So this is added. Uh, It got put in the screenplay for the movie. The screenplay was written by four people. So, you know, they adapted the book for the movie. Um, John Cusack's one of the writers, Scott Rosenberg, Mm -hmm. Steve Pink, and D.V. DeVentius. I don't know how to pronounce his name. DeVentius. Um, so it makes me wonder, like, oh, who do you think wrote this scene? Then, do you think John wrote it? Do you think they, you know, mm. I know, you know, with screenwriting, I don't know how people do that. Do they are they literally collaborating on sentences, or, you know, I wrote the scene, that person wrote the other scene, and um, so maybe it just seems to me you don't like the writing. I guess yeah, maybe I don't like the writing. Mm, it just yeah. did not work. That it didn't. I don't know. I just mm. didn't like it. Okay. In the book, Chris, what, what's what's written instead? 
It, nothing. It, this this doesn't happen in the book. Hmm. So do you feel like, Chris, do you feel like then that um, the character um, Rob isn't well-developed in the book, or do you feel like he is and he does miss Laura? And I think it comes across, yeah, because, I mean, the, the book's all told, you know, first person. You know, it's, okay. It's him hmm. narrating the whole book, so you definitely, I think you probably pick things pick things like this up along the way i don't think it's sprinkled yeah. throughout the book like these five things it's just yeah he's he's pretty developed and okay. fairly trustworthy um um you know even when he's talking about the ex-girlfriends and uh, i know we haven't trusted him you know, we've said he's kind of unreliable in the movie like do we really we're all seeing all this from his point of view and right um and there's more i feel like there's more rob and laura stuff in the book uh, than there is in the movie, even though we keep seeing her show up again. Right? She keeps showing up at the apartment. Like, um, mm-hmm. But there seems to be more interactions with them in the book, and especially as we get into this latter okay. third. Um, so. so what else does she, does he like? Walks around unaffected? Yes, she has grace. Even though we made fun of the way she walked, I think, in one of the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I don't know. I don't necessarily look at that as grace. I don't know. Mm. Maybe my definition of grace is different. I'm not sure what my definition is. Um, walking around unaffected. I mean, that's an awesome trait to have, I guess. Yeah. I think, you know, not to give a hoot. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I. I mean, I could walk around unaffected, but what if I had a limp or something? And, you know, Chris it doesn't bother me, but no one would say I was graceful. Is graceful the same as gra- having grace? No, I don't think it is. Yeah. There's an air about her. I think is what he's saying. There's an air about her. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess I haven't seen that air about her, so it's hard to put that on. But yeah. you know, again, a nice thing that he's noticed about her. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think maybe because even though we see sprinkles of her throughout the movie, we don't actually, you know, see her a lot to right. get the character, exactly. her development. Right. Yeah, we're not getting, yeah, I think, we're not falling in love with Laura, I don't mm. think, in the movie. Nope. Um, but maybe, maybe we'll notice these things after he points them out. Right. Well, yeah, well yes, right. her falling asleep now, this half moan and... <laughs> And rubbing I your know, feet. That was kind of. I yeah. was. I always got creeped out by that line. Like, I like the, like the feet cricket. rubbing, but the moaning, like. Ugh, no, I, don't I know. Know. Just picture a cricket. So it always weirds but, me out. I don't know. Things are endearing. <laughs> cricket. <laughs> Sorry, you said it and it didn't register. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, crickets rub their legs together and they make sound. <laughs> Maybe that's his nickname for her, cricket. Oh. <laughs> what What I find interesting about the sequence here is right. So he's. Um, doing his, you know, top five, and it's endearing, and like I said, it's a pivotal moment for me personally. And then he's walking through the skateboarders. Yeah. Oh, and it right. just is such a different. All of a sudden, he's back to like cranky, irritable, kind of jerky Rob in that moment. Yeah. No, he does. Not blaming him. I mean, he does trip or whatever he does over the skateboard, but he goes from like. Like this moment of endearment and vulnerability to yeah back, back to, to reality. Like, Damn kids! I know. I no. wanted to say though before we move on to that. Oh, I'm sorry. Was, oh no, no. Um, he that the scene where he's on the bridge as I was watching it, it was very familiar to me. Um, we as a family took a trip to Chicago. I don't know, three years ago, yeah, four probably, years, yeah. three years ago. I don't know. Um, and I'm like, where is that? It's that bridge. And it was literally outside of the hotel we stayed at. We stayed at a hotel above the Chicago Sun-Times. Yep. And it's a Kinsey Street Bridge yep. um, near the canal. And you can see the Sears Tower in the background. And so it was just kind of neat because I'm like, well, why does that look familiar? And um, I don't know, we took a boat tour, too. So we probably went under, probably under it. Under it. But yeah, it was the one we get every time we looked out our window. There was, you know, this bridge is all along the river yeah, through the yeah, city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was these two, the, the one that's always permanently up, and then the one that he's walking across, and yeah. Yeah, you can actually see our hotel behind him in yep. one of the shots. Oh, that's so great. Or the that's Chicago Sun-Times. Yeah, so, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Um, Love that. Yeah, so that's where it was, so. Yeah. Tidbits. Little tidbits. 
That was a Candace tidbit, not a Chris tidbit. Mm. Oh, I love tidbits. Tidbits. Yeah. So back to the skateboarding scene. Oh, you guys didn't want to talk about the top five things he doesn't like about Laura? Oh, I do. (laughs) Yes. I repressed those. Yes. Because, you know, it's garden variety women's schizo stuff. Mm. Oh, Rob. Oh, and that's, that's what got him there. That kind of thinking is what got him there. Like, you think? Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, I'm going to say, uh, as a, Did he unravel all male all of... writers, um, oh. you know, yeah, that, that was, I, that, it does kind of unravel a lot for me when he says that. Mm. Um, he needs to evolve a little bit more because mm. I wasn't impressed. Nope. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Soapbox. Um, yeah. Yeah. Does anyone else have anything to say about that, guys? What? Oh, crickets. Oh. Well, my mic's not working. Wait, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, I don't know, but he, he I, I'm not, I'm not going to try to defend him, but it's I mean, okay. he feels like he's mm-hmm. self-aware enough that at least he's like, well, right. it's just all stupid stuff. And he think he, yeah. he recognizes that. Or... It's just so like women schizo stuff. Well, mm-hmm. it, it, I'm going to, I'll, I'll be a little, you know, again, trying to weasel my way out of it. Okay. I feel like he's in Let's some way this. acknowledging that, you know, that stuff's stupid, right? It's, right. it's not real. It's really shouldn't be, you know, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's no, all, that's I, all I, I got. Yeah, I I hear you and I get that. And but that's probably not what he meant. He was just like, yeah, you know, women are schizos. You know, you know how it is, right, guys? Wink, wink. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, that, locker room talk. Yeah, yeah, my woman. Yeah. What's a schizo? Wait, yeah. He might as well have said like, oh, women are hysterical. When the irony <laughs> is, I think Rob's been quite hysterical in the first two thirds of this meeting. Yeah, nice, um, nice. Meeting. Yeah. There you go. Maybe we should tell him to smile more. You think? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> you look a lot more handsome if you smile. Yeah. More. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. No, I didn't particularly care for the comment either. I know. Thanks, Good guys. Yeah. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Now let's talk about <laughs> some skateboarding. <laughs> well, so he walks right. I mean, so you couldn't see those skateboarders and their ramp from like f- five hundred feet away. Like walk right into it. You could. You could have gone around. Yeah, there's a sidewalk, I believe. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, he would have seen the guy, like, heading for the ramp as he was walking towards the ramp. I, I mean, know. When I'm walking, I'm not going to walk directly into a group of people. I'm going to go around them. Well, maybe he was just lost in thought and he wasn't really... He's still, he's God, still all... Head he wasn't really thinking about it. Because you, you know, we've all done subconscious things where we're just sort of walking or whatever. And we're like, how did I end up here? You know? Right. Good point. He swings his bag at them. <laughs> He's such an old man. And they're all laughing exactly. at him. Exactly. They're all laughing. Vincent Justin are there, like, laughing. And yeah. <laughs> it's... And then he, his Adidas sneakers stood out for me for some reason. I don't know if that was because those were, were they trending in the late 90s? Those, I don't that know. particular, I feel like. I had a pair of those. I, well, that's what I was going to say. I feel like, didn't you have a pair? And um, Yeah, I love those. Well, they're totally, I mean, they're, they're back. I mean, lots of people yeah. wear them now. Yeah, um, no, that's what stood out, like, in a positive way. Like, oh, look at him and his trendy sneakers, sort of. Haven't Adidas yeah. always been around? What, 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 what I, I miss? I think so. Yeah. Having never owned a pair. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they've always been cool. They are cool. I want a pair. Yeah. Maybe they'll make me cool. If you wear Adidas? <laughs> yeah. You'd yeah. be cool on Adidas. I'd be cool on Adidas. Yeah. Cool canvases. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I feel like a dork again. Oh, yeah. Adidas. Yeah, but yeah. So it is kind of when he, like you said, Kathy, when he swings the bag and mm-hmm. it's all it's cranky an, old man. Yeah, it's an interesting moment. Like, why did they include this in here? I mean, is it because of what's about to happen? I think so. So it's just a, is it a setup just so we know that? Yes. Uh, a reminder who these kids are and that he right okay is aggravated by them and doesn't probably see them mm. as anything but like oh these kids hanging out. Maggots. Yeah, maggots. <laughs> That's an interesting one. I don't think I've ever yelled at somebody, you maggot. That's a good one, though, because maggots are, ugh. Yeah. yeah, they're disgusting. <laughs> what? 
Is there anything <laughs> worse than a maggot? Just the way you just described them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a good description. Record, yeah, record store. And mm. What do you think, Rob? Getting... What do you think Rob carries in that satchel? They all have satchels, or at least he and Dick do. Mm-hmm. They carry their lunch in those satchels. Headphones. Uh, headphones. There you go. Fixed tapes. Notebook. Snack. CD player. Portable CD player. This is 2000. Oh, no. 1998. Sorry. Books. Yeah. You think any books? Magazines. I bet some like Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Magazines. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So those, yeah. What time do you think he's heading into work? Those kids are out skateboarding. Is it like noontime, lunchtime? Maybe. He could be coming back for lunch. We Dick and... Barry are already there. The store's open. It's right, so, right. Uh, so maybe he put his lunch in his satchel. I would I say, I, so I will say that it probably is lunchtime because Barry is eating his lunch. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. As oh, you see. Brilliant. So I would say, yeah, he, Barry or Dick opened the store. Right. And, right. He just you know, shows up at noon. He just shows up whenever he wants and. He's yeah. the owner, I guess. What are they talking about? I forget at the cash register. They're talking about the the tape. Yeah, that's so, right. That's right. So he walks in, and that horrible song is playing. <laughs> <laughs> and he has. I love all everybody's reaction to the song. I mean, so Rob, you know, clearly is like stopped in his tracks, and he's like, "But, but, what am I hearing? Like, clearly, he what, what he's hearing, he likes, because he's you know, he's what is this?" And go, goes over and asks them. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's, Dick says it, right? It's Vince and Justin? Yep. <laughs> Who's like, Vince and Justin? He's also like staring off into space. He's like, yeah, it's Vince and Justin. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Go ahead. I was just going to say, just the way he's so, both Barry and him are sort of reacting. And then Barry's like, man, it's really, it's really good, it's you right. know? <laughs> I thought it was interesting, though, because he walks into the store and they tell him Laura called. Oh, yeah. And he goes to call, but he chooses the, to not call her and go back mm. and talk to them about the music. Yeah. So yeah. I took that as a good sign. Like, oh, okay, he's not picking Laura first. Right. You know? right. Um, right. I thought that was... That's interesting. His obsession is... Yeah, that's what I felt like. I'm like, yeah. oh, he kind of got distracted by something else. Yeah. You know, that awesome music. <laughs> it made me feel like, oh, my God, what what am I missing? I've, uh, I've, I must not have an ear for new music. I've always been disappointed, like, I don't know, in the movie and in myself about this moment because I I still don't think that song <laughs> is cool. Like, you know, it's, it's like, it sounds, I don't know, there's something, I mean, it's a real song. It's not, it's a... It's it's called the Inside Game. It's by a band called Royal Trucks. Um, so it's a real it's a real song, but I'm like I don't like it. It's a real song. Well, why so, are you disappointed, Chris? Like well, because you think you should like it because they like it? I feel like at a moment like so, I feel like it's a missed opportunity in this movie. Like that they should have. Uh, what movie did we just watch? Um, the uh, a movie. The, 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 What's that? The Eurovision movie. Oh God, that was great. Yeah, the story of Fire Saga, and the the whole movie. You know, it's about the Eurovision Song Contest, mm-hmm. and the whole movie. Uh, Will Ferrell and uh, Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. They 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 have this one song that they've been kind of playing pieces of over and over and over again, and uh, and then the and then towards the end of the movie, they end up playing a different song, and the song is amazing, and and you're like, wow, and it, it just had this big punch, and. I feel like this moment where the three of them are like, whoa, this is a good song. And it's, it's mm. you know, Rob likes it so much. He's like, I want to produce it. And uh, I, just, I don't know. I feel like they could have made the song a little more something for everybody. We all would have been like, oh, yeah, that's a good song. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure the original artist is not appreciating this comment right now. I feel terribly <laughs> that, yes, that I'm just not a fan of the song. Or maybe just the parts of the song we're hearing. Maybe the, you know, What's the, whole, the song again, Chris? Uh, the, was it The Inside Game, I think? Uh, yeah, The Inside Game by Royal Trucks. I think this is actually on the, the soundtrack album. Um, but I don't know. It's just been... Didn't, didn't make me go, yeah, I want to go talk to these guys. Yeah, that rarely happens to me anyway, so... I'm okay with that, you know, but I know, as we've discussed, for Chris, 
there have been times. Yeah, you walk into a store and you're like, yeah, this yeah, is a great is song. This? I've never heard this yeah. before. Yeah, that never happens to me. But so I was not surprised by my reaction at all. What about you guys? Did yeah. you? Do you like the song? Yeah, I think because I too don't feel like I have an ear for music. That <laughs> right. um, it just kind of just it was a plot point mm. and like, Oh good. They like the song. And now he's going to run out to the skateboarders and realize that, you know, they have some talent. And so for me, I didn't get phased what did you Dave, because you do have an ear sometimes for music. I, th- I thought it was okay. I mean, I want to listen to more now that I know who it is. I'm going to actually go listen to the song because I, I thought I didn't think it was bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't... Sorry. We're all trucks. <laughs> trucks. <laughs> Yeah, maybe don't tag them when you post this uh, <laughs> episode. <laughs> well, like like, I like everything said. about this movie except for Royal Trucks, they suck. <laughs> maybe they'll be a guest. I think the best thing, and then I, I'm going to do the same thing Dave suggested. Like I'm going to go listen to some Royal Trucks after this because I clearly I'm only I'm putting a lot of judgment on yeah. ten seconds of a song that they did in 2000. Yeah, I'm not going to, but. <laughs> you Kathy? No, 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 no. Um, yeah. So, but, what, so, so then he runs out, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just you know going back to Barry and Dick's reaction. Are they just you know they clearly both think it's really really good, but their their reaction is you know are they just they're just annoyed and frustrated that it's it's Vince and Justin, and that's yeah. why they're like, yeah, really, totally. like come on. <laughs> um, I would just think they'd be excited, like, oh, this is really good, and we're, you know, in the presence of greatness or whatever, you know. So I think where Barry considers himself a musician, even though <laughs> I feel like he's jealous, right? I think he is, yeah. I think he's, well, yeah, he definitely, as we see, he becomes even more jealous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm sure he's feeling like, oh, you know, they're really good, and then Rob goes out and... You know, he's like, you know, which one's Vincent Justin? He's like over there and goes and talks to him. And and I love Vincent Justin's attitude. (laughs) Like he's like, he's like, this is you produce it. You made this. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, it's really good. And they're like, yeah, we know. Like we we made it. We made it. it. (laughs) That's some confidence right there. Um, Which I just thought was funny. Um, And then Rob busts out. He's like, I'd like to produce your record. And then Barry's expression just is priceless because he's like, He's so offended <laughs> that I think that he would go to the skater guys. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I just love his, 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 just his face is great. I mean, it's just. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And Rob asks them what, uh, does he ask them what their band name is or what they call themselves? Yeah. What do you call, yeah. What do you call yourself? The Kinky Wizards. Uh, in the script, they say uh, it came from an ad in Personals for two swingers looking for a Renaissance fair. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a. It's always nice to know where a band name has come from. That's awesome. <laughs> Maybe yeah. And, and I like how Vince goes on about the, you know, Rob's like, you know, we'll split, we'll split the, you know, profits 50-50 until I re- recoup expenses. And he's like, he's like, yeah, you're gonna recoup a fat Mercedes. Right. <laughs> Like Rob's like, slow your roll there, buddy. Uh, we're, not, we're not quite there yet. Yeah. Uh, Barry goes out after him. He like does. Standing there like the sidekick that is just, I think, aghast that this scene is he unfolding. Is. He's like, he's so mad. And yeah. he's just like, you know, just does, yeah. just a look on his face. All the while wearing that ridiculous Yanni sweatshirt. <laughs> I love it. Do you, so the Yanni shirt, uh, my question here about that, uh, it, is he wearing it ironically or is he wearing it because he, oh, totally. he's a fan? Or do you think he just buys whatever musician shirt he can find at Goodwill? I think it's, he's, ironically, it to, like mess with like Dick and Barry, I mean, uh, and Rob and customers you know I, I i yeah i it's definitely ironic it's not he's yeah, I, think so. I don't think he's a fan of yanni hmm. i don't know i don't know he could be it could be like one of those weird you yeah. know like those guilty pleasures that exactly it's a it's a secret no, yeah he's a secret yeah. fan he, everyone thinks he's wearing it ironically right and he tells people he's wearing it ironically really he's like oh my god i love yanni yeah. <laughs> new age is my favorite <laughs> 
No, yeah, I, it probably is probably just ironic, which I kind of like about his character that he's. I mean, it just adds to his music snobbery. Yeah, mm-hmm. like but he's, he's, a, he's a music visionary. Music <laughs> musical visionary. Right, right, right. And this he's is where so mad at Rob. He, well, he is, and then he's like. You know, Rob's like, what are your influences? He's like, you wouldn't have heard of them. And he's like, well, try me. And he's like, well, they're mostly German. And then the, Rob rolls out Hasselhoff, um, Falco, and uh, who's the other one? Um, but he's and obviously a dig at, you know, at, at Barry. It's a Papa Abrams and the Smurfs, I think, is the other one. Yeah. Oh, is that yeah. what it was? Is that real? Papa Abrams? It's, it's Father Abrams and the Smurfs. Is, That's real. That's well, yeah, it's a, it's a real thing. It's that uh, like the Smurfs, like the Blue Smurfs. The Blue Smurfs. It's a song about. Uh, well, wait. Well, go ahead. What? <laughs> what? It's it's a. I think it's he's a Danish guy, right? It was. Um, he did a song uh, about the Smurfs in the seventies, and I'm assuming. I mean, what are you about what are you saying, Hasselhoff? <laughs> and he's saying what? You say it's not good. No about drugs. <laughs> no it's about drugs. <laughs> No, yeah, I'm waiting about... for the punchline here about like they're licking Smurfs or something and getting high. <laughs> no, no, no. It's <laughs> I, think, I think the song is supposed to be, you know, it's about it's a whimsical song about the Smurfs. <laughs> I'm gonna back up a minute. <laughs> so Um sorry, I'm trying like so this song about the Smurfs, is it about the Smurfs that um depending on the age of our listeners, mm-hmm. I mean the little blue like we watched the Smurfs cartoon when we were kids. Yeah, and Gargamel and Azrael. Yeah. So those Smurfs. Or no. did or did or were those Smurfs derived from a different Smurf? So the my cursory knowledge of the Smurfs <laughs> is that the Smurfs started as a comic. Okay. In the, like the fifties or sixties. Oh, okay. And like you know, in Germany or some France or I forget what country the European country they originated from. <clears throat> so it was a, it was a comic. And then this song came along in the seventies. This Father Abram Belgium. and the Smurfs. Father Abram. Okay. And then then the Smurfs that we grew up with that we know was from the eighties. The cartoon oh. it was a Saturday morning cartoon and. And then now we've got the movies with like Neil Patrick Harris and stuff, right? So that's the current generation. Right. Of it. So I'm just Chris has a picture of Father Abram on his computer screen right now, and he looks like Papa Smurf. No, that that's the blue guy is Papa Smurf. No, that's not Father Abram. <laughs> <laughs> no, the guy though, he has a big long beard. <laughs> he's not blue though. He's not blue. Yeah, it's a, it's a he's quite the character, Father Abram. He's got quite a look to him. Ah, and yeah, the, is the, he known for other songs? I I don't know him much. I, I feel you know Rob is Rob. I think is he's making fun of right. Barry here because he right. battles off you know Fal- Falco, yeah. which you know Falco had a couple of hits, but you know Hasselhoff, Father Abram, the Spurs. I mean, he's he's making fun. Was of, Hasselhoff big in like Germany, but not he was. here? Yeah, he was. but he was. not he was here. Like, not right. here. Yeah. Right. 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 Other um, than for Baywatch, right? Is that what he was in? Oh no, he was Night Rider. Night Rider. Rider. Why did I say Baywatch? Baywatch. Was, was he in Baywatch? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I know. I actually have never watched Baywatch. Big no. surprise. Yeah. But Hasselhoff's singing career was Germany. big in Germany. Yes. Huge in Germany. Yeah, yeah. Germany. Okay. Yeah. That's like the big. That's like the big joke in most movies. Is like uh, I remember he has a cameo in Dodgeball with the German team, and <laughs> um, you know he's yelling at the German team in German. Are his songs in German? I, I, sadly, I don't know. I have not. You've never listened heard to Hasselhoff. Them, no. I think they are. Yeah. What, Kathy? I think they are in German. I don't know, but that's like I want now. I want to go research that as well and find out, like, <laughs> a how bad they are, and b are they in German? Right. Well, maybe that. Well, we're doing a, just maybe. Maybe they're not bad at all. If the German people love them. That's saying that German people like terrible music. Right. No. Well, I think. Well, they do. <laughs> That's a well-known fact. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, we are insulting kidding. everybody today. Right. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. he's great. Maybe we're all missing out on the Hasselhoff experience. I do feel and tiny, we'll the tiny do, bit missing. Maybe we need to listen and then do our top five um, David Hasselhoff songs. So we need to listen to the trucks. Wait, the Royal trucks. Junkie, 
the Royal, Royal Trucks. Trucks, not the Junkie and some, and Trucks. Not some the Junkie Trucks. Some Hasselhoff and Father Abram. And the Smurfs. Did you say the Junkie Wizards? No. <laughs> junkie Trucks. The Junkie Trucks. I read the, I didn't know their name. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so, yeah. So. Yeah. So back to Barry. So Barry Mark. wants, yeah, Barry's insulted that he wouldn't want to put out a record with him. Yeah, but hold up, Barry. I mean, you literally, you know, like, you don't play any instruments. You just joined this band with some guy. Like, yeah, yeah God, Barry. Yeah, he, was super, he was super nonchalant about it. He's like, what do, right. you, what do you mean? It's just some garage band. Yeah. And now he's all about, like, you know, you're not, what, you're not producing my songs. <laughs> <laughs> so, Barry. Uh, and we look at his top five records. That's his label. Yeah. No? In the script, it's Broken Records. That's his label. Oh, oh I like that. Mm. Broken, Broken records. records. I know. Top five records. I was like, hmm. Mm. Well, I mean, I get it. Two on the nose. I, get it. Yeah. But I don't know. I like it. Oh, Broken Records. I like that a lot. I want to start a record label. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Great. Why wasn't that yeah. in your Hello, dream jobs? You're going you gonna to recoup a fat Mercedes? You know it. That's the goal. And be a Jag. Yeah. A Jaguar. Um. <laughs> While all this was happening, I kept thinking, like, go call Laura, go call Laura, which I don't know if anyone else in our group thought that, but that's what I wanted. No. I didn't, surprisingly. Like, I think I was glad that he chose to, to, I don't know, focus on something else. Uh Um, But, yeah, then he comes back in. Is he calling Laura as Barry's getting annoyed? Yeah, he kind of walks away from Barry. Yeah, and uh, and it calls Laura and. Yeah, right. and that's when Barry does gives him the finger. And yeah, that. he does the. <laughs> oh yeah, that. The bullet thing. And gives him the finger. I'm gonna do that from the background, just reading his magazine. Right, right. I've never given the finger like that. I'm gonna start doing that to everybody. I like the one from. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. What does he do there? Yeah, does he crank it up? Yeah, he cranks it up. I like that one. Oh, I don't know. It seems to be broken. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just, just doing that. I don't know how this thing works. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, Barry's so angry. Like, relax. I, I know, but then he... He's angry. I don't know, but he's he transitions angry. to like... This is the one moment when I'm like, Barry's just like a supreme jerk. Like, mm-hmm. if we didn't already know Barry was right, kind of a jerk, we know. Well, explain it. Yeah, well, because, you know, the, the two-second call that he, he, he makes, um, Laura's crying, you know, her father, mm-hmm. father died and then hangs yeah. up on Rob. Um, and then, you know, they both, he walks out and then they both see him. Mm-hmm. And then they say, you know, what's the matter? And... Barry, uh, Rob's like, uh, Laura's, Laura's dad died, and Barry's like, Oh, great. Like, what kind, what kind of re- jerky response is that? Yeah, it's pretty jerky. He says, Great. He says, Oh, great. No. Yeah. Yeah, and then takes a bite of a sandwich. The, yeah, he's pretty cold about it, but it's, it's interesting in the, in the book. They actually, this is in the book too. Uh, most of it's in the book to, <laughs> How many times have I said that? But he, Rob kind of forgives him in a way because he's like, well, he goes, you know, Barry's boss's ex-girlfriend's father just died. So, like, who is he to him? Right. You know? And that, yeah, and- but, I mean, it's it's his friend. And, I mean, you have compassion when... But, yeah, I guess. But he used it in the context of Barry's boss's ex-girlfriend's father. Right. So I'm, like, thinking, okay, if your boss is ex-wife's father died yeah i wouldn't care yeah like oh that's i'm sorry a person died right not defending barry per se but giving him reason because he knows how like this relationship has gone and how agonized agonizing it's been for rob so he's probably like oh great what's this going to bring on now yeah do you think that that makes sense with rob and laura but maybe, or maybe he's just like, oh, great, here we go, more drama. Well, I mean, Dick Dick does offer up the other side of the coin and says sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. was really nice. So. Yeah. yeah, well, that's very Dick. Do we want to talk about Laura in this scene, or no? Well, I feel badly for her. Mm-hmm. So she just called to 
Say my dad died and slang, hang the phone up on him? Well, I think yeah. she, I know, I thought that was weird that she hung up on him, but I think she was so distraught. Yeah. And then they, they talk later again, and she explains, I think, why she was reaching out. Her yeah, hair. Why are you her hair just, her, the hair. It just looks awful. Her dad just died, Dave. Just have some compassion here. She's got been running her hands through her hair, and she's in in the in the book. It's it's uh, when he caught when he when they get on the phone. Uh, she says, uh, "Pig died," and Rob's like, "What? What are you talking about? Who the heck is Pig?" And then obviously she was crying and he misunderstood. She's like, no, dad died. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad that wasn't in the movie. Yeah, that would have been. Yeah, yeah. That would have been weird. Yeah, I don't know. I know. Her dad just died. And I guess it's interesting that she chooses to call Rob. Has she called Ian? Has she told Ian? I mean, she's obviously she's, extremely mm. upset. So just mm. maybe found out even. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. And, right. you know, she could have found out hours ago and still be upset, of course. And, but, um wonder too like is it because she's still like because she was so connected to rob and she he know you know we find out later in the scene that um her dad really liked rob and you know i just think that maybe laura because of this this traumatic experience wants to reconnect with rob and maybe she did earlier in Mm. the movie too right right yeah she tells she tells us why she calls him well, mom made me. Funeral. Oh, mom right. made me. <laughs> right. Well, my mom wants you to go to the funeral, but she could have easily said to her mom, "No, he's not coming. He's my ex-boyfriend." But he said, "But she, doesn't she say like, my dad liked you better or liked you or something like yes, that?" Yes, she Yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, he's like, "Is Ian going?" <laughs> right. Yeah. No. 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 Right. Well, because I think I, I do think there's still a connection too. Right. Well, yeah, she's obviously been with Rob a lot longer than Ian. Right. And I don't think her and Ian have the same relationship that she and Rob had. Again, we don't know how long they were together, but, Mm. um, you know, maybe her parents haven't even met Ian. And obviously, I guess, yeah, and her dad didn't. But um, so Rob, they've been together long enough for her parents to like Rob and know Rob. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and and that her dad liked him and so part of me is like oh i wonder what her dad liked about him yeah 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 as a point. father of a daughter like rob must have been putting on a pretty good show to get um her Maybe dad to Nicole like him person. right yeah. right so he might not have been down to rob yeah he could have been yeah mm-hmm. put on the mask or maybe he was much happier then no well, could have been I guess this does say something about their relationship, right? Yeah. Because if they yeah. were yeah. if they were stone cold broken up, mm. she wouldn't have called him. Right. right? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So I really um, wish Rob would wear shirts that fit him correctly. <laughs> they're all like, so not, big. Does it not? Does it not fit? Okay. Well, no. It's kind of like they're all so big. His coat is huge. His shirt is huge. He's wearing a large. He should be wearing a medium. I don't know. It's just, it's so, I mean, well, it's got this hole in the shirt. I don't, are you, because you like the slim fitting, hugging yes. your body shirts? Yes. I would like to see some definition when he's wearing that shirt. Like the stuff I wear. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The athletic fit, not relaxed. <laughs> well, Dick's wearing a, like a rather slim fitting shirt. Uh, yeah, and I think I don't, it I don't looks. Like Dick's shirt, by the I way. think it looks much better. I just, I just think. No, I don't. Think it. Rob, it's too busy. I don't know. Do not like how Rob, like the polo button down, seems like a little bit too low. No, that doesn't bother me. Okay. Um, the, the shirt he's wearing looks like it's been washed about ten thousand times. The collar's all banged up. You yeah. know, he's got the buttons open. It just looks like it's an old. It almost looks like it's John Cusack found a shirt in the back of his closet, and he's like, "This would be great if my character." You know, wore this. Yeah, I don't, I just, he needs to wear the right size. It's just going to look better. I mean, Barry's wearing the correct size, you know. And... Both of these shirts remind me of our friend Brandon because I feel like he would wear both of these shirt, Dick's shirt and uh, um, Rob's shirt. 
just the style. style. The style. I, sense of style. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily that it's the, the huge shirt on, on Brandon, but I just feel like the, the green t shirt, the green polo and the uh and the dick shirt, I, th- I feel like they're both his 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 style. Yeah. And I and I don't I don't have issue with the style. It's just the fit. He just needs the next size mm-hmm. down. And I think the shirt on Dick, I think it's great. I like it a lot. I think, you know, it fits correctly. The seam is at his shoulder. It just... But I feel like Dick is going to be meticulous about the way he looks. Well... Yeah, he's put together. Yeah, he has grace. <laughs> he's grace. <laughs> he has grace. He walks around unaffected. But yeah, I don't know. I just... It, the shirt has bothered me this whole scene. And the big black jacket is just... I don't know. Do you like the color of the shirt? Yeah. I, I'm not a huge green fan, but I, I think the color's fine. It's just the fit. Right. Anyway, <laughs> so. His jeans fit fine. They're not too baggy. But anyway. <laughs> so. Yeah, eyes up here. <laughs> yes, his eyes are so, up here. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Then they launch into the, the top five death songs. Death songs. Yeah. What does Barry top call types, it? Top, top five songs about death? Yes. The Laura's Dad Tribute List. Laura's Dad Tribute List. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting. In the book, this is Rob's idea to do this. Really? Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, so I mean, maybe it shows a little bit more compassion of Barry. That's right. What I was say. You know, because yeah. a tribute, here. you know, I mean. This is how he. This, this is how he makes that connection and, right. you know, has some empathy. You know, he can. Yeah. So yep. Rob's. What are the songs the same in the book that Rob comes up they're, with, or are they different? They're a little different. So in this, I don't know. Do we want to talk about each one? So, uh, we can do it briefly. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> okay so lead, leader of the pack is the first one. That's uh, that's yeah. also in the book. Dead man's curve also in the book. Hey, uh, Jan died right after. Oh that. yeah, that was. Funny. Yeah. It was yeah. Dean. It was Jan. I know. I know. I love that Barry was wrong. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, in the book, they, the next one is a, a song called Terry by Twinkle. Twinkle. So I don't know that one. Mm. Um, so that's one difference. Okay. Tell Laura I love her is in both. Oh, God. Yeah. Bring the house down, I think they yes. mentioned. Yeah. 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 Laura's mom could sing it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. And there's, uh, and then they, uh, in both, uh, and then obviously Rob kind of steps away. And, wait, does he step away because the phone rings? Is that during this? Yes. No. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. No. Well, yeah. Yes, we watch these minutes, of course. Uh, but it, but it, you know, it, Barry gets sidetracked, right? Because then he starts talking about the songs he wants played at his funeral. Um, oh yeah. One step beyond by badness. Um, and then you can't always get what you want by the Rolling Stones. And is that going to be our next episode? We're going to have to do that song if we want at our funeral. Oh yeah, I got that lined up. You've got that lined up? Sure. Really? Oh, wow. wow. Jinx. Uh, <laughs> but I, I. So what do you guys think about the? Um, like, oh, you can't do, you can't use, you can't always get what you want because of its association with the Big Chill. Yeah, I am. Um, I've seen the Big Chill all of one time. So. Yeah, me too. I've never so, seen it. And I don't know what the I, is it just because you know they're generation it, they don't like that movie so therefore they're gonna crap all over anything associated with it yeah because Big Chill has a great soundtrack and maybe that's why well, I think that's why I think that's I think that's why Kathy I feel like that's the only thing I know about the movie that has a great soundtrack even yeah. though I don't know anything that's on the soundtrack yeah that's and so maybe it's just like an obvious choice right. Yeah, is it too but, obvious? But that's but that makes me then you think about like oh well okay what if I Chris wanted to have song played from the you know the to high fidelity so like oh no you can't do that because you know wasn't that high fidelity movie that's dumb so <sighs> can you not pick stuff because it's been associated with other media? no I don't think that's it I think it's specifically the big chill I don't think it because it's, it's pre- too commercial maybe. Well, I don't know. It sounds like some. I mean, you can't. Does someone die in it, or they meet up because someone died, or did I make that up? Yeah, the whole the whole premise is one of their. Right. Uh, their, yeah, I think they're all college. They're all college right. uh, friends that are meeting up. 
Yeah, because their friend died. They're in college? No, no. This is like years later. Oh, maybe we should watch it now. Oh, God. There's maybe not. There's also a big chill podcast. That's interesting. I just saw it as I was looking at the mm, sound. Yeah, I don't want to Is it a minute by minute it. one? Uh, it doesn't say minute uh, by minute. So. You should call them. <laughs> What's with your soundtrack? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. What's the right. deal? Uh, um, is, what else is on his... Do we get to a fourth song? Well, it's... Uh, well, he sort of skips around a little bit. Yeah, they're go, they're cutting back and forth, and so between because Laura's Laura and Rob are talking some more about the funeral plans. Yeah. Uh, Barry's listing off his stuff. Dix suggests the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, which I think he I think he's suggesting that for the Laura's dad's tribute mm-hmm. list. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's actually I think where it ends, right? That's where the minutes end. Yeah. Right he's there. like, oh, that should have been mine. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, in the, in the book, so, they in the book the scene ends with um, someone suggesting. I think it's Dick who's saying, "What about Black Sabbath or Nirvana? They're all into death." <laughs> <laughs> I like Dick. The scene is like juxtaposed with them talking about the songs, and then they make the funny comments. But also, then you know, Rob's talking with Laura about the actual funeral. So it mm. is interesting how they make the scene, you know multiple emotions right yeah it's a good choice i think because it breaks up the you know it's a lot of somber talk and they're kind of yes yeah yeah i guess i'm like i think i may be a little bit on the side of barry i'm like laura's dad i don't know but my boss's girl ex-girlfriend's father's died (laughs) yeah i know i I maybe should be a little bit more affected by it because laura is you know a big part of movie a big part of rob's life but it just i don't know yeah <laughs> so i wasn't feeling super somber okay sorry uh, yeah. sorry uh oh, you're so cold a cold-hearted cold-hearted yeah. candace maybe where i should I have like, paul oh abdul God, song this is where they're gonna get back together <laughs> the romantic yeah. in me i know where is that gone i don't oh. have that for me <laughs> Cold-hearted Candace. Cold-hearted Candace. <laughs> because I did go back to my twenty-something year, um, when I saw the scene, I was and I, it was like this sort of awakening of like, oh, this is why I like the movie now that like the rest of the movie, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. There's more connection um, in the rest of yeah, the movie, right? Yeah. And you could see it from twenty-something-year-old Kathy and now forty-something-year-old Kathy, right? Right. So, yeah. Yeah, the rest yep. of the movie, I'm out. Any other tidbits, Chris, about the movie? <laughs> the rest, Chris just said, yeah, the rest of the movie, I'm out. Oh. <laughs> no, no other tidbits. I think we talked about the Yanni t-shirt, and there's only one song. And, oh. Um, uh, I guess Vince and, Vince and Justin are, are wearing t-shirts, but there's not enough to right. make any sense out of, so yeah. I was a little disappointed there. Yeah. I That's guess a- we need to move on to our... Top five. Yeah, anybody have anything else before Top we do that? Five. Aw, <laughs> oh, Dave, why haven't you done that from the very beginning? I don't know, because I just thought that. <laughs> I can go back and edit it back into the old episodes. <laughs> right. I love that. Uh, so, yeah, what are we going to do for our top five songs this week, Candace? Top five songs about death. Ooh. A Laura's Dad oh, tribute yeah. list? Yeah, a Laura's Dad <laughs> tribute list. <laughs> Yeah, this is an interesting one. Uh, I was, as I was th- thinking about it, <clears throat> like you know, are most songs about either love or death? I mean, there's a, I don't I'd know. say there's way more about love than death. You think so? I do. Do you want me to statistically see if I can work that out? Sure. Sure. I think I'm right. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think? Most songs about love or death? I don't know because you got to mix country music in there, and I feel like there's more music about wrecking up some guys' pickup after they break up. So, <laughs> Dave, so do you listen to country music? I don't, mm. and my only exposure is that song by um, Carrie Underwood, the one where she wrecks her ex-boyfriend's pickup. <laughs> right, right. He's got a specific example. Little... Yeah. <laughs> I bought it. Dave's music snobbery shining through. Yeah, I I'm a professed I person that does not really care for country music. I will admit that. Yeah. So who? How did you all approach the soundtrack? Mm. Uh, 
How do we approach what this li- the list? Uh, the list. Creating your list. I mean, I I I looked for songs that were about death. Yeah, I think <laughs> I took it literally. <laughs> yeah, I think I did that mostly. I mean, there might be a little bit of, yeah. I mean, songs I associate with death. Mm-hmm. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah. yeah. I I had one that I thought about. Um, my dad. Mm, uh, right. Just because uh, I remember listening to it after he passed okay. away, so mm-hmm. I remember. So personal. So so yeah. I have one personal choice. So yeah, not necessarily I'm... about death. What about you, Kathy? Um, I have the songs are associated, and then a couple personal. Okay. I listened. Yeah. Chris, do you want to go first this time? Uh, sure. Uh, okay. So yeah, I think mine were mostly, like I said, mostly about songs that hit on the topic of death yeah uh, although one of them i, I is debatable uh, okay but the first one is um uh, when the tigers broke free by pink floyd mm. um it's actually part of the wall it was in the the movie uh yeah. the wall but didn't make it to the album uh, i think it only showed up on like a greatest hits uh, compilation later but it's actually one of my favorite parts of the wall um and I was so excited when they re- they released it, made it available to you know to actually uh, hear. Uh, that one's about um, you know the character Pink, his father dying in World mm-hmm. War Two, mm-hmm. I think. Um, uh, the next one is "Stay with Me" by Shakespeare's sister, um, which is kind of told from the standpoint of someone dying, and the singer is you know "Stay with me, don't leave," you know that. Oh kinda. my God, I'm gonna cry. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I'm not that cold-hearted. Uh, the, ne- the next one is called, uh, it's, it's, it's the people who died, uh, by Jim Carroll band, um, which is essentially this guy like rattling off a list of people that he knows that have passed away and how they passed away. Um, it's, okay. it reminded me of the, uh, with the, Ed, what was it? Edward Gorey, the, mm. did that little poem about all the, the kids, you know, A is for Alice who fell down the stairs, you know, that, you ever heard that mm. poem? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like that, but in song form. Um. Is it catchy? It's very catchy. You know, it's a good song. <laughs> it's very catchy. It's, it's like fun. This. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, okay. It's fun. Okay. Um, uh, one of my favorite songs about death um, is by the Tragically Hip. <laughs> it's called uh, yeah, uh, Nautical Disaster. It was about a, a shipwreck. And mm. um, only a certain number of people were able to make it to the lifeboats, and the rest of them had to, you know, fend for themselves in the ocean. Um, and I think is that the Titanic. Uh, no, oh. it's more like the um, the in- Indianapolis, the uh, oh, the from the story from Jaws when the Indianapolis sank and all the survivors had to oh. fight off the sharks <gasps> overnight. It's yes. more along that lines. Okay. Uh, and so my fifth one is, and this one's debatable, um, if it's about death or not. It's uh, "Nothing Compares to You" by Sinead O'Connor. Mm. It, that I think you can interpret that song as she broke up with somebody and she's. Yeah you know, singing to that person. Uh, but I've also sometimes wondered if it's somebody who died and she's, you know, mm-hmm. mourning that, uh, that she lost that person. Right. Is it a physical, literal death or a metaphorical yes. breakup? Yes. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. So okay. there's my five. I have one mm-hmm. honorable mention. Nice. Um, I'm going to nominate Kathy. Okay. So... I chose um, first American Pie because it reminded me of when they were talking of Leader of the Pack in the movie. Mm -hmm. And American Pie, um, isn't it talking about when, um, now I'm going to pull a blank. I mean, the plane crash and... um, Like Buddy Holly and Big Bopper? Yeah, Buddy Holly, thank you. And was it Bobby Valance also? I, I don't know. I just remember La Bamba. Yeah. That's how I know. I love yes, that movie. Yes. I need... Yeah. So American Pie, and that's also, you know, the day the music died. And right. so, yeah, so American right. Pie. Um, then I picked Tender Years um, by John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band, which is um, the band that Eddie and the Cruisers, they, yeah. they sang the Eddie and the Cruisers mm. from that movie song. Mm. And yep. That was about, you know, did Eddie die or not? And so, yeah, Tender Years always reminds me of that movie. Um, Then I picked Why by Annie Lennox. I just, I don't necessarily know if it's about death, but it 
because I didn't re- even go back and listen to the lyrics, but it just mm. is sort of this song that reminds me, like, why, like, did, you know, mm. that's a great something song. might have happened. Um, then I picked How to Save a Life by The Fray, mm. um, and that reminds me I, of a friend that I did lose in high school. Mm. And then the, let me see, one, two, three, four. And then the last one I did was I'll Be Missing You, um, which is uh, Puff Daddy, um, or... <laughs> and um faith evans um and and that was just i think that was when was that when biggie died did he Mm. write that for him i think but i you just hear that and it just reminds you of sort of this like funeral song kind Mm. of thing about i'll be missing you um for someone who's passed away and then i have a few honorable mentions as well all right all right yeah candace me okay um uh I don't know. I'm not going to go on any like stories about these. I don't know. Cause I don't know. If, uh, I hit my first one, uh, is a country song, Dave. Oh, <laughs> uh, if tomorrow never comes, uh, Garth Brooks. Um, mm. my second song is angel by Sarah McLaughlin. Oh yeah. Uh, third song, brick Ben folds five. <sighs> mm. yeah. Um, fourth song, chasing cars, uh, snow patrol. And my fifth song, Pumped Up Kicks, Foster the People. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's cool. cool. So, yeah. yeah. That's it. Those are my songs. All right. I don't know. Yeah, the That's Chasing good. Cars one, I don't think has, I don't know. It's, it's played twice during Grey's Anatomy, during two significant mm-hmm. death scenes, uh-huh. and it gets me every single time. Yep. So, mm-hmm. That'll do it. I'll mm-hmm. explain that one. But, um, Dave? Yes. Yeah. So, mine are, like I said, um, combination of things about death and then one particular uh personal so number five is blaze of glory by bon jovi mm-hmm. which i just yeah i, I like that song and yeah. just thought it was uh i like uh see you again by wiz khalifa and charlie mm-hmm. puth from the uh fast and furious movie after paul walker died <gasps> what what did? oh in real life oh, yeah in real life yes. right okay i've never seen those movies uh, Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. Nice. Oh. Um, number two is Last Kissed by Pearl Jam. Oh, just sounds sad. Um, it is a pretty sad, pretty sad song. I mean, it's <laughs> got a very upbeat sort of melody to it, but it's all about a car crash and, um, you know, the people die in the car crash. Uh. So. Um, and then number one is uh, Flogging Molly, If I Ever Have if I ever leave this world alive, which I was listening to right after my father passed away. So, uh, yeah, those ones that get, you know, tied to a, it's a personal moment like that, right, or right, tied right. to, you know, a, mm-hmm. a moment in a film or those yeah. are, those yeah. are, yeah, those are, those will stick. Uh, yeah. And I, yeah. I have one audible mention, which is not, I don't even know if it's about death, but it's, uh, it has the word die in it, so I'm, I'm going to go with it. It's <laughs> okay. uh, Live and Let Die by Paul McCartney. <laughs> My honorable mention was Lightning Crashes by Live. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That should have been mine. <laughs> I have um, four honorable mentions. <laughs> um, See You Again featuring Charlie Puth like Dave had. Um, with with Khalifa, mm-hmm. um, take me home, country roads, because that reminds me of my dad when he passed. Mm-hmm. Um, Spirit in the sky, Norman uh, Greenbaum, yeah. which is actually kind of like a Christian rock kind of song mm-hmm. that I actually like singing. And then Let It Be, The Beatles, because mm-hmm. um, I know that Paul McCartney wrote that after his mom had passed, and she like kind of came to him in a dream, and that reminds me of my mom who passed a long mm-hmm. time ago. So those were my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any honorable mentions. Not a one. Not a one. All right. No. So when, I mean, when are we going to listen to this playlist? I, can, I can't wait. God. Got some really good music on it. Should we include on our Spotify account the uh, Laura's Dad's tribute list? Should we probably build one for that yeah. too? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Why not? Okay. Well, great. Just yeah. more things to do. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, do we have anything else for these uh, five minutes? We're we gonna add like rental trucks to that uh, playlist. Yeah, royal trucks. Royal trucks. Junky trucks. Junky trucks. Monkey trucks. Monkey trucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got to end it on a happy truck? note. Yeah. God. Um, 
Okay, so wrapping it up then. Uh, yeah. So we'd love to hear from you about your top five songs about death. Uh, why don't you head over to, uh, you can find us all over the interwebs. We're at highfidelitytop5.com. Uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter as highfidelitymin. Um, the, our, all of our playlists are out uh, on Spotify under the High Fidelity Top 5 podcast. And, you know, we haven't asked you to do that, uh, do this yet, but uh, if you're enjoying the show, uh, why don't you leave, uh, give us a rating and leave a review on your podcast of, uh, device of choice. We'd uh, uh, love to get some, uh, get some feedback, and uh, um, if you're enjoying it, tell your friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Please and thank you. And uh, we'll be back again uh, in a week or so uh, talking about the minutes 86 through 90 of High Fidelity here at the High Fidelity Top 5. Bye for now. Bye. Take care. Bye.